Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my listening fans, um, wherever you are. Uh, um, I'm coming again today. I'm talking about uh, empowerment of local communities. Uh, your host is Takung Tefa. Um, this is my third podcast. And I hope to uh, enlighten you on a few things that uh, we could do to uh, save um, our wildlife and uh, empower um, our rural communities that live with the wildlife. And um, as you all know, the world is going through um, a very terrible time and um my hope and my prayers are with people affected. Um, we all pray for the best as we fight this menace. And um, my focus today is talking about mm-hmm. how we could uh, empower the local communities as a way of uh, saving the wildlife and mm-hmm. um, um empowering them in terms of economics economically and the um, knowledge as well so by the way i'm embarking on a project in the wange district of zimbabwe and um, this is to uh, build a village model um, to make it a sustainable project that is able to um, look after itself. People are able to uh, enjoy the food they have. They've grown themselves. They generate their own energy on the village and uh, water um, also from the same village. Trying to do all that is a prototype prototype or um, pilot project that we we need to see if we can reduplicate it and um, make it sustainable in that regards. So we are moving away from uh, my my talk about in every podcast is the textbook um, um, talk of what they talk about and we are trying to move into the practical ways of doing it um, rather than um, what is preached and um, what is said um, is the way forward. Um, so the narrative has to change to, to to the practical ways because we are actually on the ground doing what needs to be done. And we think that is the way forward to save our wildlife for the future generations, for the future uh, people that we will come um, um, after us, after we have gone. And um, the only way is to do it practically and see how it works. And um, mm-hmm. failure to do that it means the local communities that have no incomes, that have no um, source of um, of, um, of feeding their families, either the, the, their grain or their crops are destroyed by the animals, they will resort to kill the animals to survive. So we are trying to break the cycle by um by um creating opportunities for them so that they can have other means of surviving 
other than um, uh, either agriculture or uh, hunting, you know. And in this regards, my focus today is on what can be done. What my my belief or what I think, according to me or my according to what I've been uh, planning to do, is um, quite radical, really, and um, it's uh, it's probably not been tried as much elsewhere. So, my first thinking, what I've done on my on the project, I have brought a guinea files on on my site that i'm building there are numbering almost a hundred of them and uh so i feed them twice a day uh in the morning and the evening be so that they don't um think of uh going away there's enough food around but um where we feed them all birds that come from around they all come in and all that in the first um in the first days, the mm -hmm. local guys mm -hmm. that are working on site uh, were bringing their catapults um, and traps and all that and trying to uh, catch them. They'd never seen birds coming in their thousands, you know, um, to feed. Yeah. And they were taking that opportunity to want into an easy trap for them. And uh, when I'm up there or when the guys are not uh, looking, supervising them so that they catch easy food. So that came to my, my attention and I had a talk with them and um, nicely talked about it and say, guys, this is the reason we are bringing and feeding these birds out there. There is no water around and we are providing the water here and the birds will come and drink water and they also feed with the guinea fowls when they feed. And the reason we are doing that is to to get them to know that there is some food here and they get used to the place and it it attracts them to come in. So in future, this is a way you could survive in. You could do bird watching, get to know which bird is what, which is what. So um, as time goes on, once we get this project going, um, those who are showing interest in these birds and they know their, their local names for these birds, they will get some local um, encyclopedia or birds books that we, we could show them and say this is this it's English name. They can sort of relate to the local name. They can um, do things like um, taking people on a, on a bird wash trip and they know where these birds will be found because they have local knowledge. So turning that idea of wanting to kill them or wanting to take them for meat and all that and into something that they can um, take pictures. So we, we intend to give them cameras. They can, and we can help them process the cameras and help, help them on how to edit it to make sure it's cut to the right size and whatever. And they can post on a, on a platform and say, this is our local beds and this is what has come through. They could put even uh, trail cameras and trap cameras. So in future, we could need all these things and skills that that will give them some something to do when they post on it and people are pleased with them and they send, need more pictures. Some birds might, might think they've already disappeared from this planet, but they're still around. And they can um, actually be able to tell us how many they're seeing there.
and what's their behavior and you know all those and they can go on a platform and get somebody who is professional to sort of um add a few things uh on about them and um we could the, the trail cameras could be sending live pictures to as far as new york or california or london bristol you name it so the world is in the linked in that way that um it can be a way that these guys can uh, be trained to do such things because they are on the ground all the time in the heavy knowledge of the local area so that is another case that we could explore and we could do that and the other way is um to uh so all these things are quite radical they've not been sort of the things that we must usually people just come in with their cameras and do the job but we could get the local guys to do when the world can't travel these mm -hmm. guys are, are continuing to um to be uh, walking around the forest and all that and the surrounding areas but they can be able to be sending pictures and sharing with the rest of the world of those that can't travel and um this could be done you know and the other way other option is um um they could we could get a telescope, mm -hmm. could ask those uh, well-wishers that if telescopes they are not using or they've upgraded them and they could want to give these um, local guys to to learn about astronomy. I personally have an interest in astronomy and um, uh, it amazes me. But um, the local people just... They know the seasons and when the moon is so it's big and it's blue and it's pink and all that, but they they really don't know what's happening. They just know this month or this this is so you have you can give them and empower them. They have someone who can talk to them, who could come and talk uh, in their own language and translate it into their own language, and they can be able to take pictures at a time when the world can travel. In this in this moment, the Venus is is out there calling and uh, saying hello up in the skies. The moon is big, you know, so they have um, they have clear skies and no pollution, nothing at all, and it's um, it um, um, it gives a, a sort of um, an opportunity for these guys to be able to do that. So in a, in a way, um, it can be done in that it's taking away from the usual activities that we've always thought that these guys could go into agriculture, but agriculture when you can't produce anything at the end of the day, it takes you months and months of preparation, and when the the crops are almost ripe, they're eaten by the elephants and um, impalas and all that, and they go in in the revenge, they go and catch them and all that. And, you know, so we that cycle can be uh, broken by having um, sort of a radical way of doing it. And it's not technical. You don't really need to be, to be knowing things like projectility and the size, what planet it is. But you can be able to capture them and get somebody to um, to analyze and say, oh, you have actually seen something that we, you know, this is this, this is that, you know. So that's another way, you know. And um, the other option could be on the cultural and uh, social life. 
they could showcase that in, in that regard they could mm -hmm. also put uh, issues like um, the art the craft there's so many talented uh, people around the women can weave baskets they can um they can um they can um cave things they can use their um, hands to to make um pots and you know pottery all sorts of things tiles all sorts of things that um they have no way to showcase even your talent you've got it but you can't showcase so the same platform could be one that you could um say bring whatever you have you could put your your things there in any case when the world comes no more again this dhl you know dhl or another company careers or they they uh you know they take pick up things and wait big force you're not far from there and things are delivered around the world you know without having to actually wanting to go there but you support them by buying the 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 uh, artifacts they are they're they're sort of putting up they all normally bring all these things to me but i have not got the capacity so i appeal to the to my fans and to help me and in instead of um when the time is is right and when all this uh, problem that is upon us is over and the communities that have been impacted by this some will take a few months or days to recover some will take years and a poor village like this one on a lockdown for 21 days will take years to recover so things like small things like these um, with their cameras take a picture and you like their picture of the birds or you like um um, what if they've made it might be a mat, a doormat, or it might be an art piece of art, stone sculpture. You buy from them and it's shaped, it will transform them. It does make their recovery and um, their well being, the social, their economic well being is, is enhanced. So we are planning ahead of things that we we got to do. Is uh, we're talking about citizens of the world now. We are all impacted by this problem. So we come together as citizens of the world rather than individuals, because we are in it together. So that's my thinking on that. And um, the other, really, the other uh, thing that we could do is. Um, um, People that come for hunting in to tell you hunting is still something allowed in uh, in the country so for example people that come for to do hunting uh, they they are charged to to kill one bull of um, elephant about fifty thousand fifty thousand one bullet who benefits from that they talk about so so many things that oh it goes to the community the meat is given to the community i mean the community it's it's very minimum what i see is a benefit to that but then it's 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 the changing the way people think mm -hmm. and look at the problems and you say well i can only do this if part of what i'm paying for is going to help the people around that right and so it becomes not only from one end because you say I've paid whatever they do with that money is not is not anything any to do with me, but um, your your conscience is is 
is to tell you that there is a sea of poverty around. You know, so for these people to be the custodian of the wildlife that you are coming to see, you got to make them um, empower them, yeah, and uh, give them um, the the um, the authority over the what is around them, so that they can feel as part of it. So in a way, if you eliminate these people out of the equation of what's you're, you're coming to enjoy or seeing on game drives and you, you always you wave at them in your uh, toyota 4x4 and all that and they're walking distances and you don't even know where they are going but um once you you kind of think you know to say something is probably not right these guys are walking miles and miles where are they going you know and um you probably have to change your 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 way of doing things, the way we are changing our habits because of what is upon us. So those habits also need to change. We can't continue in the same way that you you come here, you you you, you pay fifty thousand, you kill an elephant, and you go back. You've you you satisfied your ego, but um, nothing on the ground changes. It's actually going the opposite way, you know, and uh, people are more impoverished, even more on top of what's happening to the world at the moment. So that's that's some of that, and um, it's only my personal opinion, and um, it's um, it food for thought. It's just food for thought that we could actually say as it's part of our responsible tra um, travels and um, sustainable development this is this is what we should be doing and helping others as well as they try and struggle to uplift themselves after this um, uh, COVID-19 um, menace so the other issue, issue it would be um, that people could do and um, and share and say okay on the part of the social and the uh, cultural part is people could sing and we already i've already spoken to other people that um into the music industry they could help the local community who are talented in producing songs and they can collaborate you don't really need to be on the ground you could be um a good uh, musician from um, Cuba and you want to sing a song Guantamelo and you want to do that with the local um, guys, Tonga guys and uh, Nambian guys you collaborate with Guantamelo you know something, I'm just giving an example so it's it's intertwined and in working together and it uplifts and, and sometimes you know in the midst of all these problems we might uh, be able to uplift ourselves and um present ourselves in a way that the world will will actually be much will become a happier place you know and um that's my thought on it so i'm coming to towards the end of my uh, podcast and um i'm just gonna uh summarize what i was trying to talk about uh mm -hmm. without dueling or beating about the the, the bush and um this is what I was saying in, in short to say um, empowering our local uh, communities that live um, within the perimeters of uh, the wildlife um, has benefits in that the once they are empowered, they won't 
um, kill the wildlife. They will become custodians. They feel they are um, they're empowered and they can also pass that to their next generations, the younger ones who are um, taking over. So the, the culture changes. A shift of culture takes time, but we could start somewhere and this is it. Currently, this is not the way things are done. They are not part of the equation. So the narrative has to change and it starts from today. The world is awakened to this big problem we have and uh, not everyone is able to travel anymore and some people may never travel anymore but still want the wildlife from all over the world and this is an opportunity of what I'm saying. We could do that and we could have a platform where we could share with what's going on around there and um, um, be able to interact and see and um, um, all this in the effort of uh, preserving the wildlife, the elephants, the giraffes, the impalas, you know, the rhinos, you name it. Not until this is done, they will, that, that, that um, fulfillment may never be achieved. So I'm signing off. My name is for your host today was uh, Taku Mtepa. Um, wishing you all good health and um, stay safe, stay in your house, uh, listen to your uh, government advices. And um, we hope to see you in the next podcast. Um, stay safe. God bless you all. Bye.